Hello, heathens, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with your hosts, Godless Engineer and Caitlin. Now, let's get into the Bible. Well, hello, heathens, and welcome to the first podcast. Um, today, Caitlin has uh, some questions uh, on our daily Bible reading. Um, Caitlin, what do you have for us today? All right. Well, so we're going to start at the beginning of the Bible, and we're going to read through it and talk about all of the common questions and inconsistencies and things like that that there are in the Bible. And we're just going to go through them and talk about them. And we're going to start at the beginning and we're going to work our way through uh, twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, until we get to the end of this bitch. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this. I've, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I haven't read through the Bible in in, in, in completion at, for a long time. So it, it would be really great to like catch up and, and really see how it's doing. Yeah. So what I did is I, I, I opened the book and it's actually, it's not, it's not like a King James Bible. It's called the daily Bible and it's a chronological order, 365 daily readings, um, with devotional insights. So, um, we're, we're going to start at the beginning and I took a red pen because you know, Jesus writes in red and I started marking up questions as I read through. <laughs> I, lo- I love the red pen bit. Um, <laughs> so if this idea sounds really great uh, to you, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us uh, here on the respective platform. If you want to see more of this and um, definitely uh, let, let's, let's go ahead and take it from the beginning. Caitlin, what, what do we have? Okay, so in the beginning, we have creation, right? Okay, so it started out, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? And then it says, in Genesis 1, 3 through 5, it says, and God said, let there be light. Okay, my first question is, and God said, who is God talking to? Well, uh, traditionally, he talks to himself. I mean, you know the crazy people on the street? Yeah. I mean, they're always talking to God, and it's really just them yelling at the sky or something. I I kind of guess that 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 God was hanging out with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and and maybe He was talking to them. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know when Jesus comes into the fold in in, in this in this mythical story. I, I don't either. But but I was just wondering who God was talking to. So my next question is God's first words ever in creation: "Let there be light." Where the fuck did the light come from? Because here's the deal. I already know this because I have read the Bible before. I went to Catholic school. Um, God didn't create the sun and the moon until the fourth day. So the first thing he does on the first day is say, let there be light. Where did it come from? His ass? Well, now don't say that. You're going to offend the Christians. I, I, I don't care too much about that. Okay. Well, what basically what God did was he goat seed. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen. Hold on. I don't think you you say that you've never seen goat say, right? No, and I'm not sure that I want to based off of your description of it. Oh my. No. Mm-mm. Poor Kermit. <laughs> poor Kermie. Was this really necessary? Look, there's God goat seeing light. See? That's proof. There's there's clouds and everything for all those that's not on video. Okay, so he he pulled his he pulled his ass apart and light shone out. That's what we're that's what we're going with. That's what we're going with. All right, all right. So let's uh let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, Some, something less pornographic. Yes, please. Considering that it's the Bible, I don't think we're getting we're getting less <laughs> pornographic. But let, let's let's go ahead and, and figure this out. Okay, so he continues on. God called the light day and the darkness night. Um, then there was evening. Then there was morning the first day. All right. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and it separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. So this is where we get the firmament, the whole idea of the firmament, that people think that there's water above the sky. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a flat earther kind of deal too, right? A little bit. 
uh, I, I think I think that shuttles, you know, escaping the firmament, though. Well, <laughs> that would be kind of difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> There's 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 legit no evidence of water being in the sky other than condensation making clouds and and it raining. There's there's no indication that there's any kind of water around the universe, right? Over the earth, nothing, right? Right. Okay. Well, uh and I mean that just really goes to show you that if, if you really put on the glasses or or the eyes whatever of a um first century illiterate ignorant person i think that you can rationally explain a lot of the the shit that's in the at least the genesis story because like it's like oh there's water above the earth in the firmament well all they knew was that rain came from the sky and, and that was for, like they didn't understand the whole water cycle they didn't understand how water evaporates up into up into the atmosphere and creates clouds and then eventually it condenses into rain like they don't understand all that they just know water come from sky kind of <laughs> kind of shit you know yeah so okay right. so that was uh then there was evening then there was morning in the second day okay so we're done with so, day two that's, so that's you, all he did well, he created an expanse between the waters which was sky well right right, right. but but again like where the fuck does the day come in like <laughs> Like, does is that the point where God closes his ass cheeks and it's like, oh, it's night now. I'm really tired of, of shining light out my asshole. Well, and on the first day, I mean, if you look into it a little more, on the first day, he's lighting water. Because, because it's clear on the second day that he's creating sky. He's creating an expanse between the waters, which would be the air. It's the sky. That's what he's creating on the second day. So the first day, all he was doing was lighting up water. Like I, I everything was water on day one, everything everywhere. Right. Yeah, well, you also have to consider like at the very beginning of the universe, um, not all of the elements were present. Um, you only had, uh, I believe it was uh, helium, hydrogen and some lithium at the very beginning of the universe. So, and this is a point that Sam Harris has made in the past about inconsistency with the first day of Genesis and whatnot. And that is that if if God you know had water on the earth on the first day, he would have had to have had special oxygen. Since since oxygen couldn't have couldn't have existed up until that point, uh, you know he it would have had to have been some kind of special oxygen because oxygen wasn't created until much much later. Oh, right? to make water. Right to make water because water is H two O. At the very beginning of the universe, it would have only been hydrogen and, and helium and, and some lithium that, that 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 existed, and so you'd have to have like special water covering the Earth because it had to figure out how to make water without oxygen, which I don't know how you'd do that. But then God. again, but then again, he's magical as fuck, right? Right, light out of asshole. God, you think he can't make water without oxygen? Fuck, fuck me for inserting some science and logic into this shit. Right. All right. So then, you ready to move on to day three? Yeah. Okay. So. Are we done? Are we done with day one on this on this daily Bible thing yet? No, no, no. We still have Adam and Eve to go through after creation. Don't Holy you it's fuck! Fine. It's fine. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so fun. I think we'll title these these episodes with with um with the uh the day that we're actually on because this is a 365 yeah. so we're on january 1st right yeah all right uh sorry go ahead okay um and god said let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let the dry ground appear and it was so so he made land so on day three he made land and vegetation on the land okay i have really no questions about this it's completely absurd everybody knows that's what happened and then there was day and then there was night without a sun or a moon the third day well okay yeah without a sun and a moon but you still got the goatsy god asshole up there <laughs> that's providing the light okay but not for long and we can stop talking about that um so he produced vegetation that was the third day and god said let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night which apparently he's already done day from night because day one through three were 
measured by, and there was day and there was night, the first, second, third day. So uh, he's creating these things on the third day that they've already talked about. So I'm not really, or I'm sorry, on the fourth day that they've already talked about. So I'm not really sure how that happened. Um, so anyway, um, let them serve as signs to mark sensor, mark seasons and days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so he made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. Here's another issue I have with this. The moon does not produce light. And most people know that. Um, not, not, not in Texas, though. Not in Texas. <laughs> they, boo, they boo the fuck out of you for saying that the, the moon is, just reflects light. Fuck you if you say that in Texas. Yeah, the, the moon is... It's a big fucking rock. Get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> we don't want you in the state, Bill Nye. <laughs> so so there's a couple issues that I have with that. Um, he also made the stars and set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on Earth. So here's the deal. If all the stars are in the sky and there's water above the sky, maybe the firmament thing is is a misinterpretation <laughs> because... If he's putting the stars in the expanse, there's water above the expanse, which means there should be technically water surrounding the entire universe, right? According mm -hmm. to this? Well, yeah. If well, you put all the stars in the expanse, there's water above the expanse and water below the expanse. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at, at some traditional, like, like you know, maps or whatnot of, of it, there is no universe. Like where they, are the stars? See, that's just it. They're, they're legit, like glitter in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Truman Show, but in the Truman Show, at one point, a big light falls from the sky, mm -hmm. and it's and it's labeled Sirius B, and, and it's supposed to be the star for Sirius B. Oh, so okay. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if if like to to do like a, a genuine like flat earth model by the Bible in the, in Genesis, you would have to have like the stars not actually be stars, but more or less like God hooked up with a glittery, glittery whore one night and, and just shook her head over the earth. Yeah. So when, when you hook up with bitches that wear glitter, that shit gets everywhere and you ain't ever getting it off. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in your house. It's going to be on your clothes. It's going to be on your phone. It's going to be in, on your wallet. It's going to be in your car. It's going to be everywhere. Glitter hose. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Brought to you by Hasbro. <laughs> and God saw that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the glitter hose worked. And then there was evening, and then there was morning, the fourth day. <laughs> and that's when, that's when God... <laughs> That's when God crept out quietly. <laughs> no, he's he's here on the fifth day too. It's like he, it's like that you know you have that one night hookup thing and they just won't go home. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> we can't stay professional for fifteen goddamn minutes. <laughs> All right. So I actually, I have no, I mean, when I say I have no issues with day five, I don't mean that I believe or agree in what it's saying. I'm just saying, I don't have any questions. Day five is where he creates all of the um, living creatures in the water and the birds in the sky. Um, so he created, let's see, water, birds. Which, yeah, which, which, which by the it. by the fossil record, like birds, like aerial animals and whatnot, they, they they didn't come at the same time as water. Like water animals came, and and then land animals, and then they grew fucking feathers. Like it wasn't <laughs> like there were there were birds that were just flying around, and and you know landing in trees and shit, and then and then you had the water animals. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. Like there were the it was it was water animals first then their land animals and then their fucking air whatever the animals <laughs> they're, they're birds well, and shit okay. flying stuff well so that's what fossil evidence would indicate but but in the bible water animal water creatures and sky creatures happened on the same day 
Yeah, sure. What, so, whatever, Ken Ham. <laughs> but but I, I, I so and then there was evening and then there was morning the fifth day. You ready for day six? Oh shoot. Okay. And me. God said <laughs> Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. Now, so here's my question. What does according to its kind mean? Or or in the next it says God made the wild animals according to their kinds. What what does that mean? Are we segregating? <laughs> Quit being racist, okay? <laughs> well, according to this, God is racist as fuck. He wants everything separated according to its kind. And now, this is not the first time that, that this is presented. They also do this with... Um, the plants that are created on day two, they they do this um, with, or I'm sorry, on on day three, on day three, the plants that are created with the sea creatures and the sky creatures, they also have this according to their kind. So this is not the first time we've seen it, but it's the first time that I was like, the fuck does this mean? Because it's in here like 27 times. Right. Well, um, what they mean by kinds is really, really vague and is dumb as as fuck. Uh, Because it's basically they want it to be on the genus level, but yet they're talking about it like it's on the species level. uh, If you're you're actually doing some taxonomy with this. Um, Because like Ken Ham argues genus level in in that every uh, kind after its own kind, meaning like dogs reproduce with other dogs and they get dogs. Cats reproduce with cats and they get cats. But that's that's not not all cats can reproduce with other cats. Like Mm. like you can't take a domestic house cat and reproduce it with a fucking tiger. Well, I, I, a house tiger would be really cool. <laughs> Can you imagine like a little, a, like a miniature tiger running around? I would get a mini, like that would be the one cat that I, I would, would want to have. I would have a Like I would tiger. be crazy cat man if it was like, nope, I'm crazy mini tiger man. That's not what the fuck I am. <laughs> blood you get tiger. it right. Blood tiger blood? Tiger blood is that yeah. thing? Blood tiger, tiger, tiger blood? Yeah, I I, I'd make crazy. millions off of, of Charlie Sheen. But... <laughs> No, but but that's how like Ken Ham wants to talk about it on a genus level because like he actually wants people to buy the idea that like uh, there was some kind of like proto animal to like let's say cats since since we were talking about that there was like some kind of proto animal to all cats right and that and that was at a, a pure genus level and that's all he had to have on the ark in order to account for all the cats that propagated afterwards. Okay. So basically, he wants you to buy the idea that this <laughs> medium-sized house cat ended up fucking so much to turn into a goddamn tiger. You can't, you can't just turn into a different, different kind, bigger, wild cat by fucking a lot. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can't turn into an African American because I have sex all the time. Like well, that's no, not how I, any of this works. Well, we'll we'll figure this out later on. But but if you if you fucked in front of a brown wall, you probably I would get stripes. Would, n- no, you would oh. just turn black. Oh, like your baby. Oh, yeah. Weird. It is, especially if you do if you fuck in front of a plaid thing. It will get there eventually. Look, but the other way to look at it is on a species level because uh you know only you know a species can reproduce with its own species. And and that's kind of what it's talking about here. But the problem is, is like if you have like a certain ring species and that's where one species of animal splits off into two groups. And by the time they meet up again later on in time, both sides have changed so much that they can't reproduce with each other. Their genetic differences are so great that they, they just they can't reproduce. But also, um, you know, a, a good practical example of this is the horse and a mule, or a horse and a donkey. Right. They can reproduce and, and, and get a mule. Yeah, it, it's sterile. You know, it can't reproduce mm-hmm. and, and have kids. But the, the fact that they're so close genetically that they can reproduce and actually have some uh, and have a kid. Well, yeah, but they're going to reproduce, but they're going to reproduce something that cannot perpetuate its own kind. 
Mm-hmm. I sure. mean, they're going to reproduce that, something that is genetically flawed. Right. Well, well, I mean, that's just a sign of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it can't reproduce after its own kind. That fucking devil mixing up all of my genes and shit. I said stay out of my lab, devil. <laughs> okay. Can, can, can we continue? Sure. Okay. <laughs> and God saw that all of the livestock and creatures on the land were good. And this is still, this is, we're still on day six here. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So I'm going to stop right there because I have an issue with this. Who the fuck is our? At this point, I thought we only had God. God is the only thing that is, um, we don't know where God came from or whatever, but God is the only thing that there is. So let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Yep. Who the fuck is our? Well, much like Dwight Schrute, there's two schools of thought on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you could I, you, you could take the I guess the Christian view on it, and you can take an actual historical view on it. Historically, uh, the Genesis story is much like the Sumerian creation story. In the Sumerian creation story, there were multiple gods. So when they copy-pasted from the Sumerian religion into the Torah, they, they, they apparently made a clerical error and left our in there, you know, basically talking about multiple gods because there are multiple gods in the Sumerian one. So now the Christian version of this would be that God is talking about, you know, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because there's that weird triumvirate, of of deities that that coalesce into one deity, I don't I don't I, I don't want to know what that particular fucking Frankenstein like monster with 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 advancedism looks like, <laughs> but but uh, it, it it would be pretty horrific, and I think that, that they would probably have dissociative identity order disorder. Yeah, and, and and they would speak in the whole hour, you know, kind of like uh, kind of like Smeagol. Like it's our precious. Smeagol and Gollum. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's continue. <laughs> um. Okay, so moving on from them, they're gonna rule. So, so he's creating man to rule over all of the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock and over all of the earth and the creatures that move along the ground. Okay, so he created them, male and female. Um, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Now, I understand how male and female reproduce. I do not understand how one single man and one single woman could reproduce enough um, and their children reproduce enough and the generations following reproduce enough to populate the earth and it's not it's not that it's enough it's not that they can't have enough children it's that you have no genetic diversity when you have no genetic diversity you end up with all kinds of um not deformities what's the word you you come up with all kinds of abnormalities in the genes and in the genome and you you can't you can't have two people or populate the earth you just it's impossible and we know that we know that scientifically and so these are (laughs) you know this son of a bitch over here pulled up the tiger with down syndrome you have to go look at it if you can google uh, te- technically, this is this is incest tiger. You just well, actually, it looks like <laughs> the query is tiger with Down syndrome. Holy fuck! <laughs> so, like, you end up be let's let's have a little bit of professionalism here, shall we? Ge. <laughs> okay, we can't, we can't so, have professionalism when basically, if you want to transpose that onto a human body, <laughs> I mean that. I mean, yes, you would end up with genetic abnormalities. You would you would end up with things like this that you can't. And and the more that you the the more that you um, reproduce from these these people who have genetic abnormalities, the worse they get, and they're going to end up sterile. You cannot populate 
a you cannot you cannot populate and have a civilization from two individual beings. It's just not possible. Well, <clears throat> you you want me to explain the Christian side of this? Please, yes, please. All right. So Adam and Eve were the purest humans ever, and so as they began to fuck, they diluted the genetic stream. So by the time that it got to Noah and his family. Apparently, Noah was unaffected by said Down Syndrome birth defect motherfuckers. The rest of the people on Earth had Down Syndrome so bad that they were just considered evil. Well, at least by God. And he was like, man, I've got to, I've got to cleanse this. Let's do some ethnic <laughs> cleansing with this. He's he like, had on his Hitler hat and his Hitler mustache and was like, let's drown these motherfuckers. I'll burn them later. <laughs> Like seriously, so I um so God cleansed the earth because of violence, and He done fucked up. Basically, is how this is working. He fucked up, and all the people are really incapable of being people. They're incapable of populating further at this point. So you have to have some kind of genetic cleansing. But even so. However, Noah would have been affected. Noah would have been affected. You can't just have one random person not affected when you get this kind of... What's it called? What is it called when you when you have so much incest that the genes just get all fucking... It's called deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens when daddy fucks the daughter and then the daughter fucks the brother and then... The the grand the granddaughter fucks the grandpappy, and then you get blue people in Kentucky. The blue people in Kentucky are real people. It's a it's an incredible it's an incredible story. It is a genetic um it is a genetic abnormality, um a blue tint to your skin. There's some sort of um compound in your blood that creates the blue tint in your skin. Um, it's really interesting. But there there used to be a a whole community full of blue people um they have since they have since bred with outside the family people and and the blue has gone down there are only a few of them left but yeah it's it's really interesting they prefer to be called smurfs thank you very much no they don't they're the kentucky blue people which is a really cool thing in kentucky mind you because of the university of kentucky go big blue um that's how that works <laughs> <laughs> go big blue i'm wondering if maybe they just had like a big down syndromes guy that was blue they didn't was have the... down syndrome get off the goddamn down syndrome they did not have down syndrome there was nothing mentally wrong with them <laughs> they were fucking each other honey there was something mentally wrong with them <laughs> populate a planet without genetic diversity you just can't especially with the the kind of diversity you have in humanity now there's no way that that can come from two individual beings we know this scientifically this is bullshit and the fact that that christians buy this and not just christians either because this is old testament so we're working with um judaism and islam also with this with this kind of shit right here so all of these people buy into this when we know for a fact that this is not possible why i don't know i can't figure people out um okay so the next part then god said i give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it they will be yours for food okay um and then it says, and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food and it was so. So in the beginning, which this is interesting and I did not, I didn't know this. I didn't catch this when I was reading this the other times I've, I've read the Bible. Um, basically here, everybody should be a vegetarian at this point um, because he gives plants that have seed and fruit to the to the humans for food. He doesn't give them the creatures to eat. 
So at this point, everybody, and in fact, until after the Great Flood, all these, all, all people can eat is, they're, they're basically, they're vegetarians, they're vegans. They can't well, eat anything else. <clears throat> no, actually, it's not until after the Great Flood. Um, it is until after the Great Flood, because in Genesis, um, in Genesis 9, uh, chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, um, he gives them new dietary instructions when they come off of the ark and he tells them to repopulate. And he says, um, uh, everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything, but you must, must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. Okay. Well, um, interesting. Uh, cause I know Ken Ham, uh, has argued that, that it wasn't, uh, like when we committed original sin, that's when we started eating meat. So like everybody before, which I, I don't know, maybe he's changed his stance after doing some more Bible research. Um, but, um, as I understood it, like everything in the Garden of Eden was was a vegetarian. That would include the fucking T Rex that would be in there. Like yeah. I don't know why a T Rex would need sharp fucking teeth to eat a goddamn orange, but <laughs> uh, apparently to Ken Ham at least, uh, fruit bats. They explain why the T Rex would need uh, sharp teeth to eat an orange, despite the fact that that basically an orange is like a pill. For, for a T-Rex that he could swallow in a bite. There's no need. There's no need at all for the sharp teeth. Well, so what they do is they use, he uses, Ken Ham uses fruit bats to explain um, that these, these particular bats, they have these claws. Um, where are, where are they? Are they in the, the, where in the world? What habitat? Rainforest? Uh, like rainforest. Okay. Type so they're in the rainforest kind of habitat. And they explain that these fruit bats need these claws, these sharp claws, to get into the outer shells and outer rinds of fruit to get in and to get the 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 pulp and the uh, and the fruit inside these these thick rinds. Um, and so and so that explains why other animals would need sharp teeth or would have sharp teeth, even though they were herbivores. Mm -hmm. Or would have been, according to the story. Because they can't eat each other. They can't eat each other. Humans can't eat eat um, animals, and animals can't eat each other. Um, so, anyway, that's where we are at this point. Everybody's a vegetarian. Uh, I have to say, I would be fucked, because I love a steak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With uh, its lifeblood still in it? Because it's medium rare. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Me too. We're fucked anyway, right? Yeah. We're like vampires because we're going <laughs> to suck the lifeblood out of the animals as we eat the, the steak. Medium rare. Okay. So God tells people and animals or, you know, Adam and Eve and animals what to eat. Um, that was the sixth day. Then there was evening. Then there was morning the sixth day. Okay. On the seventh day. God finished the work he'd been doing and he rested. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So this is the account, the obviously very brief account of the creation story. Final thoughts on the creation story before we move to Adam and Eve? It, it, <clears throat> it, it's fuckered in general. Right. So... I think I think it stands for itself, and, and especially with how uh, Christians, creationists, and whatnot, they uh, how, how they explain like away these certain things. It, it's really sad that I know like the, every avenue that they take with it, and how they explain it and rationalize it away. They, they rationalize it to themselves. They just make excuses. Yeah. You ready to move to Adam and Eve? Let's let's do Adam and Eve. Okay. Not, not like fuck them, but you know. Okay. So Adam and Eve. Now at the very beginning of this, they have a devotional. Um, it's it's a um devotional insight section, and the very first thing they say is the answer is God. God is the creator of all things. So my question is, 
who created God. If everything has to have a creator and nothing can come from nothing, God had to come from somewhere, where might that have been? Well, <clears throat> how Christians generally like to argue this is that God just always existed, that he was the first thing that ever existed and that he had always existed, that he exists outside of time and space. See, this is called uh, moving the uh, moving the goalpost or uh, God of the Gaps. Um, you, you could attribute several different fallacy names to it, but Basically, they've moved God outside of the need for, like, a, a creation. So then in the toward the end of the devotional section, it just goes through and kind of explains a little bit. It says um, it, it, um, that God existed before anything physical came into being. It probably suggests that, like God, human beings are essentially spiritual beings, having intelligence, moral consciousness, and freedom of choice, which I think is a little... I don't know, funny, I, I, I don't think that there is any freedom of choice. I mean, in, in this, in this, even just in this first part that we've read in Genesis, the creation story, there isn't freedom of choice. God tells them what to do and they have to do it. And we'll see in this next section that he tells them what not to do. They do it and they get punished. So, I mean, I guess freedom of choice means they, they had the choice to do it and they chose to do it, but I don't know. I think it's, I think the whole freedom of choice thing is weird. Um, another question. If God is the creator of all things, why did God create Satan? <clears throat> why would you create an adversary for yourself? Well, I mean, they needed a scapegoat. Who needed a scapegoat? Well, I mean, God. Why? Well, I mean, he's got to blame somebody for the shit. I'm being serious. Uh, I mean, you know, God created all, and he could easily, you know, destroy Satan with one blink of a fart. And, it, you know, he doesn't do it. I mean, all he does is he kicks them out, he he gets Satan's bags, and, and throws them out of heaven, and says, don't come back here now, or I'll shoot you with my God gun, kind of thing. The Bible never explains where satan came from he just simply is so did god create satan or was satan there all along is kind of i guess that's kind of where i'm getting at i i don't understand um well i, I mean my 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 assumption would be that that god did indeed create satan um, well, he, he created Satan you know, as an angel first, and then, and then the angel pissed God off. But for a more practical, um, a more practical explanation of this, looking at it tr from a, a mythical standpoint, mm -hmm. I would say that this is uh, Christians, or, or rather Jews at the time, really working hard to explain the existence of good and evil. Like why good things happen and why bad things happen because they say that God is good and and everything that He does is good and then of course you got the bad guy Satan, which honestly Satan just got just got Eve to think for herself, and and gave her knowledge and whatnot, um, which which is very telling because that that means that the Bible from the very beginning is very anti knowledge. Right, it and it is it very much is and we'll and we'll see some of that as we get through the this story. When we start the actual Bible part of it. Um, you want to go ahead and do that? Yeah. Okay. So we're starting here. This is Genesis chapter 2 um, is what we're starting with. And um said, When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth. So... According to this, God controls the weather. Is that is that like does God still control the weather? Well, if you asked uh, one Suzanne Atanis, you would you would definitely think so. Uh, she is a politician from I believe Illinois, who thinks that um, gay marriage and abortion uh, have caused uh, a lot of of uh, bad storm activity. Oh, okay, so so there are still people out there that think that God controls the weather. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll... Even though, even though we fully understand meteorology, I mean, I know that we have you know issues with predicting things and everything like that, but but we we have a good understanding of meteorology and how weather works and you know how how it rains and why tornadoes happen and typhoons and hurricanes. We know we know all of these things. We know where they come from, how they work. We know how. Um, currents and jet streams work and how those kinds of things affect weather like we know all of these things so i guess are there really people out there that that still think this well yeah that they do um that uh, like the biggest argument against climate change or one of the biggest arguments is that god controls the environment uh you also have plenty of politicians that that claim that flooding and hurricanes and tornadoes are punishment because of of gay marriage and abortion and all these other things that, that that make them feel icky, so they definitely do still believe that God controls weather. God controls everything. I mean, I I would not say all Christians. Obviously, there are people that don't think that, but I mean, they're obviously they're obviously religious people who do still have a basic understanding of science. I mean, the but I, I just feel like I just feel like when you have basic things in your in your holy book like this and you can see okay well this right here says that god controls the weather and we know for a fact that god doesn't control the weather it it, it, to me that would make one question and be like well what else in this motherfucker is off because this is a basic understanding that societally we know to be true okay so then they talk about the Garden of Eden and how God planted the Garden of Eden, um, what river it's on, what it's called, all these other things. Um, and then he said, um, the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Okay. They didn't die. They, when they ate from it, they did not die. So, um, well, they they explain it as that they they had a mortal life. Like it didn't mean like they say that. Well, it didn't mean that they were gonna die right then. Just they would die eventually. But you gotta think. <clears throat> just think about it. You tell you tell your son or your daughter like, hey, don't touch that. And they go and touch it. It's like, ah, you're going to be sorry about it. And then, like, 20 years later, you, like, smack them. And it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, see, you shouldn't the have touched that. What was that for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like a belabored, or, or, or um, it seems like a really late punishment. You know, it's like, you're going to die. Oh, no. 900 years from now, I'm going to die. Oh shucks. Okay, so this is basically this is basically the whole this is what this is what made people mortal was eating from the tree of good and evil yeah. is is what made people mortal. Like that dark matter video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty funny by the way. I don't remember what it's called, but you should look it up. Um a video from Dark Matter about this exact thing, the Garden of Eden. You should look it up. Um Okay. <laughs> Um, Another thing that I'd like to point out here is the fact that God says, hey, don't don't eat from this. And, you know, God is expecting them to know good and evil before they eat the apple that's supposed to teach them about good good and evil. evil. Like, that's a paradox. I mean, there's no way that Eve could have known that it was bad to disobey God. All she knows is that God said, "Hey, don't eat this." She didn't know, "Oh, it's bad for me to disobey God." Like she she had no concept of it, but yet God wants to hold them accountable for shit that they didn't know. I mean, what if, what if I what if I went up to you, Casey, and I was like, "Uh, hey, you know, um, you know, I can't even come up with a comparable situation." Cuz it's like, "Hey, don't let's say you don't know good and evil." Okay. Right. You don't know right and from wrong. If I said, "Hey, don't drink that drink. I want it later." I wouldn't be able to get mad at you for for, you know, drinking it if you didn't know it was bad to disobey me or dis, you know, to not do what I say. Like if you didn't know, if you legit didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that, 
Well, yeah, because there's really nothing that, that talks about how, I mean, other than they say that God instilled um, things like intelligence and moral consciousness and things on humans, but we have no, there's, I mean, there. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if they don't have the knowledge of good and evil, then you don't have moral consciousness. You don't. And and they wouldn't have the knowledge of good and evil prior to eating from the tree. So they're not actually instilled with that knowledge mm-hmm. from the beginning. Okay. <clears throat> so let's move on. Okay, so this is the section about the creation of woman. All right? The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him, which kind of triggers a little bit of feminism. I'm not typically a feminist kind of, uh, not definitely not the third wave shit that goes on, but I don't, I I don't like that word. Which one's that again? Helper. Women are not men's helpers. That's not how shit works. Well, see, this is this is something that I'd like to point out for all of those Christians that that say that the um, Bible is very pro woman or is very much in support of women, or you know they deny the fact that the Bible is very um, objectifying and, and and subjective of women, um, because you you have things like this right here, and like <clears throat> a good example of this is the Quiverful movement. Because the Quiverful movement uh, paint women as help meets, is what they call them. And that's uh, basically women are created to help men. And that's their sole purpose here is to yeah. is to get fucked, pump out babies, <laughs> and, and help the men. Like, like that's, that's all women are good for, I- I- as yeah. far as all that's concerned. Well, and I mean, from the very beginning, from the very creation... That is the second thing that, according to the Bible, God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So from the from from the very start, women are uh, beneath men um, from the very from the very creation of them, according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so then it goes on to say um, he he brought all the beasts of the field and the birds of the air to the man to see what he would name them and adam named all of the living creatures so here's here's my issue with this who created spoken word and why why was there spoken word because at this point still we don't have because because at this point god is bringing all the animals to adam to to try to find out what would be a suitable helper helper prior to women. So he's bringing them animals first because it's like, well, you know, if I can get you a dog, then you won't have to deal with this bitch, you know? like. <laughs> so um, why is there spoken word if there's only one person? <clears throat> well, I mean, every crazy person has to talk to themselves, right? We're back to talking to ourselves again. Same with like one God, no people. He's talking to himself. Okay. All right. Also, do we know what language they spoke in the very beginning? Well, of course we do. It's marking. Oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm on board with that. Okay, so then we know that Adam found no suitable helper, so God um caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. Well, and uh, mind you, this is after Adam tried to fuck the goat. Continue. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, he put Adam into a deep sleep and took one of his ribs. Um, he, he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then he made the woman from the rib. So. He sprinkled God dust on the rib and formed it into a woman. Well, we know because you did that experiment that that a rib in dirt can't make a person oh, yeah I, you know you tried I even, to grow a woman i did i even put a sandwich in there <laughs> and it, it, it she just didn't want to form i mean i was really hoping for that sandwich maker also it's genetically impossible to create a woman from from a man's dna no but i mean you can be a tranny that is not the same thing <laughs> 
that's it's just not the same thing sorry okay so now let's get on to the temptation to sin because you know sinning is the fun part <laughs> okay now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made why 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 was the serpent more crafty why did god make the serpent crafty and you know like why the serpent well why the serpent had to be crafty um, I'm guessing that they associated being crafty with, you know, being uh, distrustful. Well, so I mean, so at the time when people wrote this, maybe like uh, snakes were, um, you know, people would get people would get killed if you got bit by a poisonous snake. Back, snake back then, you were gonna die pretty much. There's no medical treatment that's gonna help you. So like back then, you couldn't, you know, there would be a snake in brush, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Or see it, it would just, you'd get bit and it would be done. So maybe that's why they thought the serpent, because it was crafty? Uh, I guess so. I mean, uh, but I mean, you know, serpents look kind of menacing in general. They just look different. They're just reptilian instead of oh, looking like a... <clears throat> and, and just to make a note, mm -hmm. the serpents originally had legs. They did. They did originally have legs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not until after the sin that God apparently, apparently God uh, would rather rip the legs off of a serpent <laughs> and make him slither places rather than just go ahead and, and, and killing him right then. This proves that God just loves to see motherfuckers suffer. Well, it is. It's the serpent's punishment. It's the serpent's punishment for all of eternity to have to, to have to slither on the ground through the dirt um on its belly that's its punishment which, for all of all of eternity which which ironically um later on noah saves mm -hmm. serpents on on his ark yeah and, and i guess that's what i i guess i don't know i i just i don't understand all of this okay so the serpent said to the woman the serpent said to the woman the fucking snake talks like do all the animals talk or just the snake? Why did God make the snake a talking animal? Or was that like, I mean, how does that work? Do, do cows talk? Do whales talk? Do, do do birds talk? Or just the snake? Or serpent? It's not a snake yet. Does just the serpent talk? I'm guessing that just the serpent talks because um, reasons that include... So if God created everything, God created this serpent that talks. Why? So that the serpent could talk to the woman and tell her to eat the fruit? I mean, is this the plan all along? Well, yeah, it it would make it would make sense that it would it would be the plan. I mean, God could put that one particular tree anywhere. Like, you know, I mean, he could have put it like in that dark matter video. He could have put it so far out of reach that they couldn't have done it. But no, where does this motherfucker put it? Smack dab in the middle of the goddamn Garden of Eden with like arrows and shit pointed to it being like, <laughs> don't eat, but seriously, eat the shit. It's good. <laughs> I guess, I guess I just, I struggle with the fact that people don't ask these questions. I struggle with the fact that people accept these things and they don't, they don't just read the words and think the fuck. Well, like, I mean, they're convinced that if they do question, then they're being bad Christians. Like, like question the Bible. You don't question God's word, you know? Because, you know, Christians, at least, I don't know if you can remember back to when you were being taught and everything, you don't start with Genesis. Right, you don't start with Genesis. I mean, when, so when I was in high school... You do start in the Old Testament. You start with Genesis. That's how they do the classes. You have Theology 1 and Theology 2, which are your freshman and sophomore years. You read the Old Testament, then you read the New Testament. So those are those are your first. So you do. But in general, when people tell you, when you're going to read the Bible, people do tell you, do not start with Genesis. That's because there's weird-ass shit like this in there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So listen, people. All right, we're going to read Genesis. Now, there's going to be a talking snake and serpent in here, Okay. I do not want you to question shit about it. You just believe it because God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. That's why he made this evil fuck Satan. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> 
the woman tells okay so so the serpent talks to the woman did god really say you can't eat or you must not eat from any tree in the garden and eve tells the serpent we can eat from any fruit of trees in the garden but not from the tree that is in the middle of the garden you must not touch it or you will die okay so the tree we know in the middle of the garden is the tree of knowledge so why are people not allowed to be knowledgeable right here from the beginning of the creation of man and the garden of eden the precedent is set for people to remain ignorant as fuck i don't want you to know anything because if you know something you will start to ask questions and i don't want you to do that so basically according to the to the bible according to the old testament and the creation story knowledge is evil mm-hmm. i i don't okay all right <laughs> No, I mean, the Bible is it, right from the get-go. The Bible is anti-knowledge. The Bible doesn't want you to learn things. They don't want you to ask questions. Because the Bible has all the answers. And all the answers are God. Okay, so the serpent tells Eve, you will surely not die. Um, for God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be opened and you will you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Eve says... Hey, I, I this this fruit looks really delicious, and I want to be like God, and I want to know everything. So the bitch convinces her guy, hey, let's eat the fruit, right? Women are evil. You know, they are susceptible to the serpents and the devil and all of these things. So. Well, which, if you want to think about it, maybe she maybe she was persuaded by a trouser snake. <laughs> I don't. Well, at this point, they didn't have trousers. Well, maybe, maybe Adam was like, "Look, if you want to get on this dick, we need to get that apple." <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. Um. So they eat the fruit. So sin produced a few things. This was sin. This was original sin, right here. They eat the fruit. All right. So now they're fucked. Um, sin produces shame. They realize they were naked. I don't understand why being naked is shameful, but whatever. Sin produces fear. So they heard God walking around in the garden and they were scared. They hid from him because, one, they were naked and they were afraid of him being mad at them. Um, but but here's, here's, here's the question I have about this portion. This is Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. They heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden. God was a physical being. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, haven't you seen Bruce Almighty? <laughs> I'm serious right now. God has never been a physical being. Never, ever been a physical being. Okay? Uh, Ask any Christian, has God ever been a physical being? They will tell you no. I don't know. I think they'll probably say, yeah, Morgan Freeman's God. You're not being helpful. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> this fucking book isn't helpful at all either. It's like God was walking through the through through the, the the Garden of Eden. He made sure not to step on all the shit from all the animals too. He stepped around the shit, uh, but he also heard Adam uh, squeaking one off in the in the bushes. Yeah. Okay. So another thing sin produces is blame. Okay. So Adam, God asks Adam, "Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from?" And he said. The woman you put here with me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. So, men blaming women for everything since the beginning of fucking time. Well, hold on. Why did God have to ask? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He's walking around. Adam and Eve are hiding from him. He says, where are you? Because he obviously wouldn't know where they are. And exactly. Why is he asking the question? Well, I mean, if this fuck is supposed to be omniscient and omnipresent... He would know. Would, wouldn't he fucking know like like you're in the goddamn Big Brother house? Maybe he's just setting them up. Like he wants them to come to him and tell him and, you know, fall at his feet and be like, we fucked up God. We fucked up bad. Well, yeah. And that's how Christians argue it is that is that God wanted them to be honest with him. Uh, but but still, that reinforces that, you know, you, uh, the whole blame aspect mm-hmm. that you should blame yourself for being the way that you are. Yeah, I mean, it creates this this section right here creates self-hatred 
um, amongst religious people. Uh, um, they shame, fear, blame. It this this portion of the Bible right here is what creates your guilt complex and all kinds of other things that start right at the very beginning. This is this is where it starts. This is your foundation for that. Okay, so the next portion is where God curses the serpent. Cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Um, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So basically, this is where he made a serpent into snakes. And now snakes bite people and people kill snakes. There's their enemies now. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that snakes provide very good um, <clears throat> service for the environment that they're in, they catch, you know, pests, rodents, and all that kind of stuff. But so, but I mean, it it would seem to me that the that the serpent prior to being a snake that the serpent was cursed prior because it doesn't make sense it does not make sense why did the serpent deceive Eve why why did the serpent do that because he's Satan and he loves to fuck with God it's like oh God put these two in here I'm gonna convince them to disobey him but if if God created all, God created Satan, which created the craftiness in the serpent, which made the woman eat the fruit that God told her not to eat. So he did this. He set this shit all up himself. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, God couldn't very well come down and be like, eat this fucking fruit. <laughs> I mean, he has to have some, uh, you know, outside party. I, I mean, okay, just so just imagine... You know, you get some kind of dictator and he pays somebody to come in and rob a village and then the dictator swoops in and defeats the 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 criminal, the you know, whatever. That is that is a perfect analogy for this situation right here. Because God has literally hired an outside source to come in and fuck with the plans. And then God gets to swoop in and be the good guy. But God isn't the good guy. God, So God curses the serpent. Then there are also consequences for the woman. Okay, so here are the consequences for the woman. I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. We've already established that the man rules the woman. The female is um, subordinate to a male. Um, but... I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. Why? Fucking why? What is the purpose of that? There is literally no purpose to having pain during childbearing. Uh, well, no, there's not. But uh, uh, how the they would explain it is that, you know, Eve is the one that got convinced by the trouser snake uh, to eat the... But this is how people, like, so this is how people in the time that the Bible, was that, that Genesis was written, this is how people explained childbearing pain. This is why women are in pain during childbearing. Not the fact that you are squeezing out a person from a very small space. Like that, it doesn't, that, that has to stretch and that shit hurts. That, this makes more fucking sense than that? Uh, yes. No. <clears throat> no. Okay, so there's also consequences for men. Okay, um, to Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. So I think this is where original sin takes away the, more, the um, immortality of humanity. And now man is mortal, right? Isn't that, that's what this seems. Well, yeah, but um, 
I mean, if you look at it, like man, man is uh, mortal now, but I mean that, that that would mean that women are mortal too. Uh, but well, that's what I meant when I said man. Well, right. <clears throat> um, Obviously, because women don't matter except for sandwiches uh, and childbirth. Don't forget childbirth. Oh yeah, sandwiches and childbirth. They're they're we're like fuck- a coffee machine. We're fucking useless elsewise. Um. <laughs> But uh, if you notice, the woman has to go through very painful childbirth. Mm-hmm. And, and what does the man have to do? Brown so he can have food. Well, he's, he, he, he eats. Sandwiches. Well, I mean, he eats in general. Lettuce <laughs> sandwiches, maybe. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, because at mean, this point you can't eat meat. Well, right. But, but I mean, like the guy, the, I mean, it's, uh, God orders the guy to eat. It's like for you, woman, you will have painful contractions and shit. And, you know, up until modern medicine is invented and and research and shit, you know, most of the time you're going to die from childbirth. The men, you just, you, you know, eat. I mean, you got to make your own food, but I mean, eat. That's all you got to do. Also, serpent, fuck you. Come here. I'm playing. I'm playing uh, Stretch Armstrong with you, motherfucker. So, um, then basically from that point, they were banished from the garden and it, it's Genesis uh, chapter three, verse 22 says, and the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us knowing good and evil again with the us in the beginning, it was our, in our likeness and our image. Now it's the man has now become like one of us knowing good and evil. Uh-huh. Um, so he banished them from the garden. Um, and uh, placed, it says he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So he guarded the tree of life, which is what the garden was for them. It was immortality. So now they are mortal and they have to figure out they won't be provided for. So yeah. S- sucks for them. They really should have known shit that they couldn't have known. It is what it is. So anyway, that is day one. Day one is over. Creation and Adam and Eve. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for day two. Day, uh, just as a preview, day two is the first three sons of Adam and Eve. Um, and the descendants from Adam to Noah. Ah. So we might actually next time. I just, just saw the note on this particular page. This whole page is bullshit. (laughs) That's all she has written on that page. (laughs) Yeah. That, that whole page is bullshit. You'll see, you'll, you'll understand why when we get there. Um, but actually next time we might be able to get through day two and day three. Um, day three is man's, uh, uh, degeneration into wickedness, um, and Noah in the flood. So I think we can actually cover all of that, um, in, in one episode. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. Well, we really appreciate everybody joining us today. If you will go down below for all links to our social media. Uh, I am godless engineer. And I am Caitlin. And uh, we will see you on the podcast and on the YouTube channel and wherever else we are. See y'all later. Oh, and don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Always, guys.